Welcome to another week of Good News. I'm Joey. And I'm Amanda. Before we get to the unbelievable events taking place around the world, uh, we got to talk about challenges. Yes. We missed them. I know. Last week. So in case you haven't heard the episode where we started yeah. these challenges, mm-hmm. do you want to let them know what we're doing? Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <gonna>? don't. <laughs> uh, so we are doing these weekly challenges with ourselves, essentially, yeah. where we are challenging ourselves to do things that we've been maybe wanting to do. Yeah, or self-improvement. Self-improvement, mm-hmm. things to self-improve in. Um, and we were just thinking that... What's a better way to get ourselves to do these things than challenge ourselves publicly? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing. Yeah. And it's been going really well. It really, I really feel like these challenges are life changing. Ever since I started them, I started making the bed every morning. Um, It wasn't even part of the challenge, but it came with leaving my phone in the other room. So yeah. Yeah, Do you want to start off with what? what you were doing yeah mine have not changed because i have been just wanting to perfect the first challenge because i was sort of flaky with mine mm-hmm. I, I finally got it down yeah i'm in a groove i'm reading before bed every night i'm writing before bed every night and i'm loving it and and i think the marie kondo uh, book cleanse helped a lot because i'm so excited to read that stack of books by by the bed so yeah um, i think what helped for people that want to do this challenge about reading a uh, reading a book every night. Yeah. Not like a different book every night, like reading the same book, you know, every night. I think, I think what would help people is what you did is that you just stuck to a book that you were really passionate about. Don't just read to read. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the book I'm reading now and the books that I'm going to read, I already know I'm going to love them. Yeah. Getting rid of a bunch of books. Mm -hmm. We got rid of like 45 books or something like that really helped because then we appreciate what we have left and what we have left is what we really want to get to. So it kind of like takes away from, yeah. Uh, I'm already talking about decluttering again. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Okay, okay. Let's get into the next week of challenges. What do you got for this upcoming week? Okay. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to continue doing the challenges that I have been doing for the past three weeks, which is leaving my leaving my phone in another room before bed. So then when I don't wake up with a phone or go to sleep with a phone, mm-hmm. um, I'm also going to be writing in my journal every night. Uh, mm-hmm. That's something else that I've been doing. I have to remember to take that because I'm going on a trip to Washington, D.C. tomorrow. Nice. Um, and my third challenge that I'm Whoa. going to add this week is writing a poem every night. You're very good at writing poems. Thanks. Love it. Love it. Okay, so my uh, challenge mm-hmm. has to do with you leaving town. Actually. Oh, so as you said, you're leaving town tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I'll be here all by my lonesome. And when you've left town in the past, mm-hmm. I have all I've wanted to do is eat out, you know, while you're gone. Ah. So my challenge for the next week or so until you get back, which yeah. is about a week. Yeah. My challenge is I'm allowing myself to eat out one time while you're gone. The <laughs> Sounds like the average person. Really? <laughs> yeah. But 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 it's but it's in comparison to my own personal, true, true, which true, would true. be which if it was up to me, I would eat out every night that you were not here. So in comparison, yeah, that's what makes it a challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but you know what? Okay, fine. Yeah, step it up All a right, notch. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I will not eat out one time while you're out of town. I will be cooking here for me. Myself and I, mm-hmm. every day. Wow, four full days, guys. 
Is that what you're leaving for? <laughs> well, you're only leaving for four days. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Brutal. I know. I'm just kidding. No, but that's that's. I will starve myself <laughs> for four days until you get home. I'm just kidding. No, I think that's great. And when I get back, I'm going to help you with the challenge and we'll continue just cooking nice. for just, a whole week. You'll dive right in I'll with me? I'll dive right in with you. Perfect. All right. Cool. What do you think about yeah, that? that and, sounds, I'm gonna, and I'm going to keep doing my reading and writing challenges too. That sounds great. I'm excited to hear about what I what, what I cook you, up. I'm ex- I have a feeling yeah. one of them will be rice cakes with avocado on top. Probably. That's one of them. Spoonful of avocado of uh, almond butter. <laughs> That's with, it. <laughs> with a banana. That's another one. <laughs> and a bag of chips. No, 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 I will. I will do it, and I'll take pictures of all my meals Can't as wait. well. We actually have a great, a couple great cookbooks you can get inspired by. Okay. Do you want to get into? You should post on your social media. I want to check like Instagram every day. I can see what you're cooking. Okay. You're like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you want to get into the good news? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this week you have a couple of good news I do. pieces, and I have a couple of good news pieces. So why don't you kick it off for us? Okay, I would love to. All right, this story I'm going to tell you had me choked up. Oh, boy. Do we have any, do we have any uh, napkins or Kleenex? <laughs> okay, so a class ring was lost in Maine 47 years ago. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this story? No. Okay. So there was this class ring that was lost in Maine 47 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was just found in Finland. What? In Finland. It was lost in the ocean. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. Is this unbelievable? Wait, class ring? Cla- like a high school ring. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what was, the, did they say a backstory in this class uh, yeah, ring? Yeah, I'm about to tell you. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, I'm getting excited. And now it means even more to the owner, uh-huh. who's Deborah McKenna. Okay. Or McKenna. Okay. Debbie. The ring belonged to her high school sweetheart, Sean. He gave it to her in 1973 when he went away to college. And not long after, Deborah lost it while shopping. She forgot about the ring but not about Sean because they ended up getting married. What? Yes. Holy shnikes. They ended up getting married in 1977 and remained married until recently, 2017, when Sean died of cancer. Oh. Yeah. Last month, a man, he was using a metal detector in a park in Finland, um, and under about eight inches of dirt, he found a ring with a blue stone and it was inscribed with Morse High School, 1973, and SM. He notified the school's alumni association, and they determined it belonged to Sean McKenna. When his widow learned that the long-lost ring had been found after he died, there was a lot of weeping, she told the news. Oh, I have goosebumps on the back of my neck and my arm. Is that just unbelievable and like so sweet? But it's kind of like saying I'm still with you. How did that happen? I don't know. How did it get there? I know. Does she she have any idea how it got into the ocean or how? No, I don't know. I feel like I'm about to start crying again. That is, that's unbelievable. That's so sweet. That is amazing. It's bigger than. It's magical. It's a magical story. Yeah, it's a magical story. I mean, Maine and Finland. Thank you for that. Nicely done. Way to start it off. (laughs) Okay, so my first bit of good news is actually something that I've experienced a lot of. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something very close to me and it involves improv. 
Yeah, which you have done at the Groundlings, at Second City. Exactly. So I started doing improv comedy when I was in high school. I studied at Second City in Chicago and then out here at the Groundlings. And I always say that everybody should take an improv class. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're battling shyness or any kind of social anxiety that you want to break out of. It makes so much sense, yeah. Well, now there's a program in Chicago called Improv for Anxiety. Oh, wow. And it's an eight-week course where you do group therapy sessions and actual improv training and performances. The instructors are licensed clinicians with improv experience. Oh, nice. And the teachers that are also in this class are from the Second City. Ah. Oh. Uh, which is like, if you don't know, it's like the kingdom of improv comedy. It's like, yeah. it's, it's literally the birthplace of improv comedy. Second City for people. Yeah, yeah. Second City, Chicago. So... Freethink.com documented some individuals that signed up for the course who had been dealing with depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. One student, Megan Hastings, told Freethink, people with anxiety a lot of times are either thinking about the past or thinking about the future, and they're normally not in the present, mm -hmm. end quote. And what improv does is it forces you to stay present. Yeah. You have to. You have to be in the moment. And I've experienced times when I guess you could you could kind of say that I was meditating while doing improv because I was truly, as you say, here. Yeah. You know, um, because you can't plan ahead. You can't get stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. And you have to be totally present in order to just listen and respond. Mm -hmm. So just to give an example of an exercise that they would do in there, and it's something that I would do at the Groundlings and even teaching when I used to guest teach at this acting school, mm -hmm. is... Uh, this exercise where everyone's lined up and you tell a story as a group. Okay. One person at a time, one word or one sentence at a time. So like I give, I would give the group a person and a place. So right. let's say Billie Eilish at Target. Okay. Okay. And you as a collective group have to tell me the story about when you saw Billie Eilish at Target. Mm -hmm. So the first person would say like, uh, you know, um, yesterday I saw Billie Eilish at Target. Next person, she was strolling down the toilet paper aisle. Next person. And as I got closer to her, I decided I needed toilet paper too, just because I wanted to say hi to Billie Eilish. Mm -hmm. Next person. So I stopped at the, so, so on and so forth. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as well, and they, they also do improv scenes and other fun games that get you out of your shell. Mm -hmm. And they get you out of your head and into your body and your instincts and helps you tap into like your essence. And yeah. like who you are. Mm -hmm. um, many of the students and participants said their anxiety reduced in their lives. Some said by a lot. Some said by a little after taking the course. But all of them said that it helped in some way. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, and researchers actually took 32 patients dealing with anxiety and depression and put them through this course. Mm -hmm. And they concluded that intervention using improvisational comedy may provide a very strong and efficient treatment for patients. Wow, that is so awesome. Isn't that great? That is great. And uh, just speaking... And that's such a fun way to just... You, you know, you're supposed to create a... Ha when you're trying to change your mindset, what's important is creating habits, which yeah. you talked about all the time. And this is just such a fun way to get out of your head. Exactly. Instead of just thinking, I have to get out of my head. Yep. You're practicing it in a fun way with a group of people. Exactly. Yeah. And just speaking from experience too... There's a massive sense of accomplishment in putting yourself out there in an improv class. Mm -hmm. It's it's terrifying. And once you do it, mm -hmm. you realize 
it really wasn't that scary. And you sort of feel this confidence for yeah. overcoming it and doing that. So I'm sure it goes hand in hand with social anxiety. It helps that too. hundred percent. So I just wanted to say that if anyone out there is feeling inspired by this story, um, I definitely, I definitely support you doing it if you yeah. want to. And no matter where you are, just research where, you know, improv classes are, they're all over. Yeah. And uh, give it a try and reach out to us and let us know how it goes. That sounds so great. Yeah. Also for public speaking. Definitely for public speaking. Because you never know if you're going to miss a sentence or somebody's going to say something. Oh, that's or... a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. what do you got for us next? This next story takes place in California. Okay, I don't know this. Um. Okay. When a cab driver realized that his 92-year-old passenger was about to become the victim of a scam, okay. he came up with a plan right on the spot uh -huh. on how to save her. So the cab owner, Raj Singh, picked this woman up from her home two weeks ago, and she directed him to go to the bank. The woman told Singh that she received a call from someone who said she owed the IRS $25,000. Remember we talked about yeah. these? And was on her way to withdraw the money. Oh. Immediately, Singh determined that she had been targeted by a scam artist, uh -huh. um, but the woman didn't believe him. She thought that, you know, he was just... Because she got one of those calls? Yeah, she was oh, so sure that no. she owed the IRS that. Oh, so he suggested no. that they would stop by the police station where an officer could talk about the scam with her. The woman agreed, and after speaking to an officer, she fully understood that the call was not from the IRS. So... He drove her back home, and the money remained safely in her bank. Yay! Great save. Yeah. Thank God she told him. I know. Thank goodness, thank goodness he did something, too. And I think about this all the time because yeah. I get these calls. Yep. I've gotten so many scam calls all the time like this. And, yeah. you know, I know what's going on. Right. But sometimes I feel bad for, like, senior citizens, especially um, immigrant senior citizens, mm -hmm. because it just reminds you of, like, my grandmother. I mean, sometimes she's really gullible. Like, she'll believe anything she sees on YouTube. Um, and it's kind of scary sometimes, yeah. <laughs> the things that she'll tell me. And I'm like, uh, anybody can upload a YouTube video. Um, I've even gotten a couple scams with social media. Mm -hmm. Where they try to like, this is how you can get your social media hacked, by the way, for people listening. Mm -hmm. You get an email that says that um, you've been hacked mm -hmm. or something like that mm -hmm. and that they need to that this is Instagram reaching out and that they're going to reset. You need to reset your password with this link yep. or something like that. And uh, that's how they'll get your email and take over your socials. A lot of the times, if it's an email scam, it will be an at Gmail, at Hotmail, at AOL. It will be one of those type of emails. Mm -hmm. it, it'll be like Instagram at gmail.com, like mm -hmm. Instagram two four whatever at gmail.com. So that's just another red flag. Mm -hmm. Now you know it's a scam. Just be careful I, out I there. Also get this, I also get this big s scammer who tries to... Um, take my money by pretending that he's wants to buy my paintings. Oh yeah. yeah. It happens. <laughs> this one's kind of funny though. All the time. They just keep changing their name. They keep the guy keeps changing his name. He's emailed me more than 20 times, I'm not kidding, in the past like years. And he keeps changing his name, he keeps changing his email, he keeps changing where he's from, but the email is exactly the same every time. He just like slightly changes it. He'll right. just say like, "Hi, my name is Fred from Ohio and my wife has been gazing through your website and um, 
I don't want her to see that I'm going to buy this. So can I send you a check or something like that? Like, no. Mm. Um, but anyways, yeah, there's a lot of scammers out there. Be careful guys. And I am so glad that this cab driver helped this nice woman. Great story. Well done. Nicely done. Raj Singh. So what is your story? Okay. So my next story is about a giant lizard who is raising money for bushfire relief by painting. Hmm. Do you know the story? I do not. Okay. I wish I could show you all right now, but this is a podcast. So yeah. uh, if you look up Winston, the Argentinian Tegu lizard mm-hmm. and his masterpieces. I Are they do, awesome? Yeah, I would do so. So his owner mm-hmm. uh, is a graphic designer from Michigan named Sarah Curry. And she has been putting the lizard's work up for auction where they sell for thirty to seventy-five dollars a piece. Oh, I thought it was thirty thousand. Like, no, thirty dollars, <laughs> seventy-five dollars, and and he has prints too that go from fifteen to thirty dollars. Okay. So what the lizard does mm-hmm. is he dips his claws and tail in different paints, mm-hmm. and then he just thrashes around on canvas mm-hmm. and his abstract work is pretty good yeah it looks it looks that's great. just one of his pieces but yeah hold on, let me show you another one look at that guy a lizard did that <laughs> oh my gosh okay so let me tell you the backstory of winston the lizard let's hear it so winston was left on a doorstep of the great lakes zoological society in october after being abandoned by his former owner. Okay. Uh. He was underweight and his skin was not healthy, but the zoo revived him and kept him as an educational animal to teach children how cool and beautiful reptiles are. Mm -hmm. But the zoo went out of business and Winston was sent to an animal rescue where finally Sarah Curry came into his life. And by the way, he is a giant lizard. Yeah. He's a big boy. Wow. And he has this funny personality uh-huh. uh, where like if Sarah is cleaning, mm-hmm. he'll come up and he'll like steal the paper towels and run away or he'll take the broom from her. Um, or if she's like down on, on the ground, like scrubbing the floor, he'll climb on her back. Uh-huh. And she always wondered like what kind of creative outlet she could collaborate with Winston on. And that when, is so funny. Yeah, she thought of that. I know. And and she's a creative person as well. And when the Australian bushfire happened, she wanted to raise money and decided this was her chance to let Winston try painting. She always wanted to for a while, but she was afraid that maybe the chemicals were a problem for him. But she always just had this feeling that painting would be a match for him. <laughs> <laughs> so... She spoke to zookeepers and veterinarians and read about different kinds of paint. Mm-hmm. And she got the approval that it would be okay. So it was time to, as Sarah says, let Winston do what he does best. Make a big mess. That is so funny. So he just uh, so she, he just steps in it and he puts his tail in it and he just thrashes on the, on the uh, canvas. But it actually looks like somebody did that. Yeah. Especially that first one you showed me. Yeah. That looks like just from a museum. I know. You've never known. He's unreal. Yeah. So the two have raised over $1,000 in revenue from painting alone, which has all been donated to the Australia Fire Relief Fund. And he's on Instagram at Winston underscore the underscore Tegu. How do you spell Tegu? T-E-G-U. Ah. 
That's awesome. Isn't that a great story? That is a great story. Winston. What a <laughs> legend. He's come a long way. Yeah. He was left on the doorstep. And, and I know. What a life. Well. I know. Now he's raising money for Australia. He was teaching kids at one point. That's awesome. Good for you, Winston. We love you, buddy. Um, okay, I've got one more story. Let's hear it. Okay, so this story is about David Aguilar, who okay. is a 19-year-old bioengineering student in Spain. Mm. 19? 19. But David has a rare genetic condition and was born without a forearm. Oh. And a prosthetic that can function and grasp things generally cost between $4,000 and $100,000, depending on the quality. Wow. And as a kid, David was nervous around other people. He was different. Mm -hmm. uh, but that didn't stop him from believing. Okay, he dreamed of seeing himself in the mirror like he saw other people with two hands. Yeah. Ever since he was nine years old, David has been building versions of a prosthetic limb using Lego pieces. Wow. And for the last 10 years, he has gotten good. Oh my gosh, I you need can, to look these up. Well, you can see for yourself on his YouTube channel under the name Hand Solo. And he's gotten so good at making these. They are so much more than just a stand-in hand. Mm -hmm. Some can open and close, pick things up, even twist and turn by being run by a small motor. Wow. It, it's like, he looks like Iron Man. Oh my gosh. It's unbelievable. He, his YouTube page is so cool. He shoots everything in his dorm room where you could see all of his models of prosthetic arms that oh he's made gosh. behind him. He's awesome. His ultimate goal and dream is to create affordable prosthetics for people who need them, mm -hmm. for people like him. Yeah. And although he names his creations MK1, MK2, and so on in reference to Iron Man, David's real superpower is his ability to care so much for others. He doesn't wear his made prosthetics that often actually because he's well adjusted to life with one shorter arm mm -hmm. but he keeps going and working to perfect the prosthetics not for himself but for others that's so nice Isn't that an amazing story that is an amazing story david nicely done david awesome let me just say this again legos wow and he makes them with one arm that sounds amazing yeah. i can't wait to see it yep uh, so that's going to do it for good news this week. What a great week. Yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed sharing all of these news pieces with all of you. And I hope you guys have a lovely, 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 lovely rest of your day and week. And we'll hang out with you guys on Wednesday. Yes. And um, that's it. <laughs> and that's all folks and that's all and we could probably sit here and linger for another 30 minutes but we're not going to do that yes we're not so hope you have a wonderful day bye everybody bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.